1: Hey everyone, it's Kelsey and Jeff and we are here to tell you a bit about our partner Anchor. We know that you're a fan of this podcast and maybe you thought, hey, I want to make a podcast too. Well,
2: we have great news for you guys. We want to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast for a few reasons, but to start out, it's free.
1: Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer.
2: Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more.
1: Plus, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership.
2: It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place.
1: So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do it, you guys, and enjoy the show.
0: together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Menudos. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Better Together, the Disco Edition. <laughs> it's July 1st, 2020. We are still in quarantine. Woo-hoo!
1: Still in quarantine. It's yeah,
0: July. Yes, still in quarantine. Our quote of the day, change the way you look at things and things you look at Change. That's by the great Wayne Dyer. So I'm not going to look at quarantine as a prison sentence. I'm going to look at it as a gift. And we're going to talk to Dr. Amanda Gummer today about the positive benefits and the habits of quarantine and how to maintain them as we transition back into life. Although we're not transitioning back into life, but whatever. You know what I'm saying?
3: This well, is... well, we were, but we now were. we're not again. For
0: like a split second, we were, and now we're not. Um, but some places are, so if you happen to be in one of those places that is um, momentarily transitioning back into life until you all realize that Corona's on the rise where you are too, and then you go back into a quarantine, I don't know what I'm talking about. My point is, um, there were positive things <laughs> about the quarantine. and we are going to go over them today and figure out a way to maintain them. It's a nice uh a nice way to think of the positives during more negatives, right?
1: Absolutely, we need it right now more than ever.
0: It is uh definitely uh yeah, one of those times.
1: I mean, it, there are benefits. I candidly like fear I've probably not been eating and uh as well as I could be and uh maybe I've been drinking a little more than I normally would be without lockdown but I've really enjoyed the quality time with Laura and you know we've gone over some of that with relationships and um that's a huge Dr. Gummer's whole thing is talking about the intimacy that's fostered when we actually spend time with our family Mm -hmm. that includes her kids so um she has some practical takeaways and ways we can actually be engaging uh, with both our children and our uh, significant others during this time to take advantage of it.
0: But like, do people still like their kids now, months later?
1: <laughs> I don't like their kids.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm serious question, because it. the truth is it was a beautiful novelty in the beginning. It's like, oh my God, I can have family dinner and I can do all this. I think now people are probably like, get me
1: away. Well, I think liking your kids and loving your kids are two different things, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't have them. <laughs> you, should have,
3: you should do both.
1: Yeah, but I I think, like, every parent would admit it's not always probably the highlight of their life or their day to, like, be on call and on demand with their kids at all times. But it's the most filling and the most joyful.
3: Joy and happiness are two different things. My mm-hmm. brother loves spending time with his kids. He absolutely loves spending time with his kids. It's When his wife goes away and he gets to just literally have the one-year-old Henry to himself for, like, a weekend, he absolutely loves it. What he doesn't love is having to work at home and also spend time with the kids. But
0: that's my point. Like, I think at first it was like, oh, this is so cool. I get to be home with my kids. But now I can't
3: imagine at this point, right? What do you think would be worse, though, Maria? Do you think it'd be worse to have, like, the kids at home that are, like, toddlers or, like, the 30-year-old still lives at home, doesn't have a job that you're now spending all day and night having to live with? And <laughs> clean up their wrappers and empty glasses from around your house. Ooh. Like I almost would rather be raising kids than dealing with raised kids.
0: Yeah, I think the toddlers sound much better because they'll actually Lot more idea. they have to listen. They have then no it,
2: choice.
3: Then you and Kevin should go ahead. Just have the kids. Yeah, there <laughs> no. you go. You already have a bunch of thirty year olds. I'm
0: sitting here and I'm peeling the rest of my um pre COVID gels. They're finally coming it out. It lasted though, Maria. Guys, I still have three left. And one just started peeling. Do you know, I bought the acetone to remove it. And then I realized I'm too lazy. (laughs) 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 So I just kind of left them there as a reminder. I mean, when will I ever again say I've had the same nail polish on since February? When will I ever say again, I still have the same gas tank? I have not gotten gas since February. Oh, that's impressive. In which car? On my personal car.
3: I don't know which one that it is. It doesn't
0: matter. It's my personal car. That's insane. But it's Since true. Since February? Since February. Where have I gone? I've been in quarantine. Yeah, that's impressive. You should fire it up just to make sure the battery still works. I mean, yeah. I drove yeah. it yeah, I drove it the other day. I okay. had to go make a return on a gift that Dimitri got me. And, um, you know, you only have a certain amount of days and then you can't do it. So I had to go. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it's a very interesting thing. So I'm like, wow, these are kind of interesting things to say. Although... The other thing that's so is we were just getting out of quarantine. Remember I said, we're going to know by the end of June, early yep. July. Well, mm-hmm. here we are. I kind of didn't think we were going to, but here we are. Um, yeah. And we're on the rise. And it just makes me concerned what about you- our industry. Because I'm looking at Kevin, I'm like, okay, we kind of thought we'd be going back to work soon and... But kinda do you think happening. do you
3: think it just kind of life goes on and they're going to move to other states where they will let them do some
0: production? Yeah. Well, I remember talking to a friend of mine who works at NBC, and they were, I mean, they're going out of the country for some productions, but, um, yeah, but it's on the rise in so many places, right? It, it, it's going to be whack a mole, right? Yeah. You're going to move to a place, go start production, and then it's going to get on the rise, and then you're going to have to move again and shut down. Like, it just, it's I think it's a little bit of whack-a-mole. I just can't imagine actually shooting. Like, the thing with an
1: office is, you know, you can separate cubicles and, you know, only bring half your staff in. But, like, a set, it's hard for me to picture filming something mm-hmm. with. Social distancing, filming something with the skeleton crew. I mean, we might see a big rise in like indies, which I like because I like indie movies. But even that, you have crafty. You have to feed. Mm-hmm. I, I just, it's really hard for me to picture how this will get done. But I think executives are so desperate to, for it to get done that they're doing everything they can.
3: Yeah. I I like the concept of like taking the production quarantine for two weeks and having everyone work together like it's kind of like movies are now going to be like the new age summer camp like you only interact with the people in the set and you're going to have like the like imagine you know how like they have the the shrimpers or the people on the king crab fishing boats where you have the same chef you have the same five people you work with they're going to have like the movie set chef and they're going to have like the movie set hair person.
0: When you're on the go 24/7 like me guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. <laughs> and that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years and having everything in one place is such a time saver for me with being a first-time mom. it's time to make your life a little easier and to help you out. I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there this little bomber jacket, this little black
3: dress. You're going to love it. And it's going to be like a micro production with people who are just really good at what they do.
2: Well, wasn't like Tyler Perry housing all his people? Right? Yeah. Like, like, that's just, yeah. that's crazy to me.
0: I think it's fun because you get to bond and stuff, which is really important on a production. But I know that a production that was filming on my street using the house across the street as like a base camp, just put a note on our door saying that they're resuming production. And I'm like, how? Like we just literally in the interim of them sending it and um, and probably moving forward, they're probably going to have to cancel right away again.
1: Well, The Bachelorette's going into production this this month. What? Yeah, yes. th- they quarantined just like Steven said. They did the 2-month 2-week quarantine and they're staying on one resort, kind of Bachelor in Paradise style. In fact, Kelsey, you're kind of our new bachelor brain over at the network.
2: That's right. Reality Steve told us the other day that they bought this whole they bought. They rented this whole resort and it's going to be crazy. So, they're doing all their dates, all everything is happening there
0: uh everyone in the chat is asking because no one else is monitoring oh. the chat <laughs> everyone else in the chat is saying who is the girl in the booth hi, girl in the booth girl identify yourself
2: my name is kelsey i'm the girl in the booth hi <laughs> so nice to meet you i love guys. how the steamer
0: is the only one who knows he's like kelsey we got oh, ryan okay. in here too
2: the steamer and Ryan guys
1: back here hey
0: everyone's training everyone's learning because steven's flying the coop yes <laughs> um and there kelsey and ryan as you guys can both i come know, with or... you steven <laughs> sure Okay, sure. That didn't sound really inviting. Thanks. I, I love the come. idea of Maria walking off. <laughs> Do you the really plane? want to get on a plane? No. I want to I want to fly far away. I want to flap my own wings. Oh, um, I had they a really to. good interview, by the way, with Ed Milet yesterday, who we had on the show recently. Um, I just did his podcast yesterday. Really cool
3: cool time with him he's awesome did you have a breakthrough on his show like he had a breakthrough on your show
0: no he ended up getting more breakthroughs from me on the show (laughs) it was really cool i was like you know you're really good at this because you listen and that's the most important thing somebody interviewing somebody can do is listen uh the great charlie sheen once complimented me on my listening skills (laughs) winning yeah i interviewed him on the set of um my mom's favorite show two and a half men And I interviewed him and I'll never forget. He was like, you're really good at this. You know why? Because you listen. Nobody else listens. And I'm like, okay, cool. I was at Entertainment Tonight. I was like just fresh and new. But he listens and he catches things that other people don't catch, which is really cool. Um, He's obviously uber successful. I mean, for private jets to me, you know, uber successful is an appropriate label. Uh, and so and you can see why. He really he really catches things. So it was it was a fun interview. If you guys wanna check it out. I think he probably posted it by now.
1: I can't wait. Yeah. I know they shoot a little in advance, so I'll see if it's up, but if not if it is, we'll definitely put it in the description. If not, I'll make sure that we
3: announce it on the show when it's up.
0: Perfect. Guys, one little crumb left on the nail, so that means I'll be down to two. I know this is big information for you. I have Breaking a really news.
3: possibly dumb question, Maria. Mm-hmm. What do you do with four private jets? I don't know. That's a good question, like, you, I would you, fly you
0: alone in one and then put everybody else in the others. So that's
3: two. <laughs> so now you have two. Do you have like the one family member you don't like in the third one? It's for
1: quarantine. I don't know. I don't know. You can all fly separate. During... Like, are
3: you expecting to have one in Vegas so you can have a road trip and then fly back? I don't know. But then how many cars do you have? I am ba- I need to know. I Forward, need to know this.
2: Four's a lot. Like, four's a
3: lot. Yeah. It's almost church preacher status church
2: preacher status?
0: What does that oh, mean? Oh, yeah.
3: You, those televangelists, they have like eight private jets. They do? Joel Osteen. Joel Ersteen Ersteen has a lot of jets. He yeah. does? Oh, yeah. They got a lot Why of jets. Why
0: do you need so many jets? I'm so confused. Great.
1: See, I'm a big, I'm a big, um, you know, I'm, very serious in my faith, but I have a lot of problems with televangelists. They called it the prosperity gospel. So there are these preachers who say that unless you're making a lot of money, you're not being a good Christian. No way. Yeah. And that's a big trend in the American evangelical church. There's an amazing show on HBO, Maria called shoot. It just popped out of my head. You know, the show I'm talking.
3: Yeah. It's Danny McBride. Danny McBride.
1: Oh yeah. I haven't seen it yet.
3: Oh, the, the, the the Royal gemstones.
1: Yeah. Um, and it's basically making fun of this com- this community of like scammy televangelists who take advantage of people at their worst wow. so m-
3: the only thing I can think of is maybe you know how like uh, people who are in the music industry wear like chains and stuff and like gold chains because yeah. jewelry can't be taken by the cops if you're arrested really I wonder if I jets wonder if jets I didn't are the know
0: same you don't know I'm that like,
3: no. that's why like it was started with like Big E and like a lot of these these rappers who were the cops were on the out trying to find reasons to arrest them it's personal property it's not liquid income it's not money so they're not allowed to take it as if it's money it's a personal property that you get back when you get out of prison hmm. that's why you saw lots of that's where Steven bling came from history right. lesson oh, weird okay well
0: um i have not seen that i've been uh very invested in paulie d and Vinny's uh double shot at love part two Ooh. how yes. is it this season i haven't seen it's so good it's so good um, I I'm obsessed, and I've been very invested in um, Rick and Morty. Is that that's what it's called?
3: Oh jeez,
0: oh jeez, Rick. Yeah, so good, so good.
1: <laughs> I love that you're watching Rick and Morty, Maria.
0: I love Rick and Morty.
3: What's your favorite so far? I, they're like your all favorite amazing. situation?
0: They're all amazing. I don't have a favorite. I every time I'm like blown away. Good. I think they're so great. I'm so into it. Um, and yeah, I haven't gotten to see Eurovision yet. I'm dying to get oh to see God, that. Oh boy, good. So and uh, that
3: sounds like an outdoor movie night or something. Yes. Like. It does.
0: It does. Um, so yeah, uh, guys we have to talk potatoes.
2: Oh, that's right. This we is
0: do. a really important subject to everybody. um here at Better Together. Yeah, I can Um, tee this up. Jeff, go for it.
1: It's crazy. We talked a little bit about on the show about how the supply chain for food is just breaking in this country because when the hospitality industry shuts down, the food element of hospitality shuts down as well. So if there's no hotels, there's no cruises, there's no events, a lot of food that used to get distributed to those manufacturers and event coordinators has nowhere to go. So esp- potatoes have taken a particularly hard hit. Steven, I don't know if you're showing the footage, but... Yeah, we're going to show the footage. We're also going to,
3: you know, get some music in here for this. Wait. For are potato those footage. all the potatoes that they're
0: killing? Yeah. They're just getting... Do you
4: potatoes know... Aren't gonna end up
0: I feel like we table. never have enough potatoes in our house. Like, we're always like, God, there's no potatoes. We need more potatoes. My dad slices them, like, the wide way, and then he bakes them in the oven with a little olive oil and some oregano and so salt good. and pepper and they almost become like potato chips but thicker so they're crispy on the outside little soggy on the inside but like thin and they're friggin' delicious
1: yeah i mean it's they're donating some which is good but sometimes coordinating that can be expensive and we talked about for
0: sure you have to hire people to gather them you have to hire people to ship them shipping them's expensive it's not that easy
1: yeah, and we, you know, even the charity infrastructures even be effect- being affected by COVID. It's unfortunately, it's just the global economy in general is taking a huge hit. And um, I don't know, just if you were listening to the podcast, I'd advise you to hop on our YouTube because the footage of watching 200 tons of potatoes just getting dumped into a hole, it's unsettling. You know,
0: it makes me sad.
1: It's crazy. I mean, Ireland had a huge famine with It'd potatoes. Eat. I wish we could just. Bring all those potatoes
0: back to the 1850s and feed the Irish. Don't they use potatoes in recycling? Can't you
3: make things from potatoes, like product? I mean, you can make alarm clocks.
0: <laughs> of course, someone already said this is why we need Stephen here because of your random knowledge. I think it was <laughs> AJ in the chat. But you can make.
3: Yeah, it's like the alarm it's, clocks it's out the, of potatoes. It's the standard like middle school science project. Is potatoes generate enough of an electrical current that you can put? Two, two diodes in them and attach it to a
2: I feel like I remember seeing that but I never did it
3: and you can make you a know? potato like a potato clock or you can make a potato light bulb
2: we should do that too it'll, it'll, it, ha- it can bulb.
3: power a little light bulb a potato a potato yeah
0: because of it's electrical current
3: yeah because it's a potato <laughs> so really they're bearing energy because we know. could really run America on potatoes I think
0: all those potatoes could light up a city yeah, maybe maybe a small <laughs> one uh, or like our house. A big house. <laughs> like yeah. We like, we cover the lawn with potatoes and we attach diodes. Is that what you
3: said? Something like electrodes, whatever the electrodes word
0: Electrodes. And all oh, of all right. a sudden it's lit
3: up. How do you power your house? This is 700 tons of potato power, baby.
0: <laughs> yeah. Potato power.
1: I
3: feel like this is how Idaho is like staying under the radar. They probably power on potatoes. Oh. Idaho spuds is actually a up-and-coming energy plan. <laughs> Not really. I'm just kidding. Just so you...
0: Guys, this is so... This is... I, I think it gets wilder
3: by the day. Yeah.
1: I, yeah, I would agree. As long as the potatoes don't come to life and try to kill us. That feels like it'd be the next logical the step. The murder of potatoes. I mean, murder Jeff, potatoes. the real
3: conspiracy theory here is that the potatoes actually started generating too much electricity that it would have competed with nuclear power, so they had to bury them before people could get access to them. You see, that's the conspiracy theory I'm going to go with. Because I really think the government's covering up potato power.
0: Potato sure, power. Steven Lemieux. So, so I wonder what a potato, if consumed, what kind of electrical current it has within the body. We should have an expert Ooh. on our show. We, we
3: should, should have
0: an expert on the show to talk about the electrical currents of potatoes
3: in the body. Well, they used. Maybe to... that's why
0: potatoes are bad for us. Mm, I, <laughs> I mean, all... the
3: carbohydrate carbohydrates are energy, basically. Sweet potatoes. So it Do makes sense.
2: You know, are we gonna count those as bad too? Though, we need a potato expert. Jeff. We need a potato
1: expert. I know. Jeff I I have happen. wanted to bring on like a science-y nerd guy for a fun show, um, and I have a couple feelers out um, that I need to you know clear with you, Maria. But I think yeah. it'd be really fun. I wonder if like AJ early versions would probably know. Ooh, he probably yeah, would. he would. He knows everything.
3: Would early versions of the electric chair just be like dumping a ton of potatoes on somebody? Oh my god, possibly. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> Steven, what? your brain sounds
0: Steven. exhausting.
3: <laughs> Truly. it's really. exo- you're, The portion you guys get of it is exhausting to you, I'm sure. Oh, <laughs> no, my it's great.
0: Lord. Guys, it's just so, uh, I don't know, it's so crazy. It is such a crazy time. It's such a crazy time. Like, Europe won't let you in, right? So, like, if my parents, you know... Like their dream is to just get to Greece like one more time. And I'm like, guys, you're going to be fine. You'll get there. Can't go to Greece. They can't go home. They can't go to Connecticut. My brother's texting me. He's like, how are you doing? I'm like, well, I've spent the last year trying to keep our mother alive and have succeeded. Um, And, you know, COVID, my business, all of that. Yeah, it's a really challenging time. He's like, but I kept our flowers from last last year at our name day party alive. And he sent me pictures of the orchids that he's kept alive since last wow. year. And I was like, whoa, that's positive. You're
1: keeping your mom alive. He's keeping the flowers alive. Yeah. You're all doing what you can. Yeah. Well, Marie, I, I applaud you for getting on the horse each day and coming on air. You know, people need. All
0: right, friends, let's talk about something we all do. Snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past. But as you know, I am focused on
1: it and we need it and um i know it hasn't been easy but it means a lot we're grateful
0: well you life is like a roller coaster right unless you're a yogi and you're a good yogi and you can stay here for the rest of us we have you know we have highs and lows and we're going through a few lows right now there's some stuff but like the most important thing when you're going through the lows is to try to remember the things you're grateful for and that kind of can balance things out so at night as you know i do my list of things i'm grateful for and then i start to realize oh Today wasn't so bad, right? Um, there are so many things to be grateful for. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's it's definitely probably the most challenging time for humans in modern times.
3: Well, you know about roller coasters, the lower you go, the higher it's going to shoot you up, though. So, yeah, we're going to go high. Yeah, it's going to be good.
2: It's they go low, we good. go high.
3: What did you Michelle? say?
2: I said, they oh, go low, we go high. They go low, Lo, Lo, we, we go
3: high, low. which is true.
0: Which is what we are doing. Um, and it is, uh, it's the only way. You have to you have to try to find ways to shift out of the negative and shift into um, better feeling thoughts. And that's what we talk about um, when we talk about Esther Hicks here or on the Patreon. If you haven't joined us at Patreon, please do. We're doing really cool stuff over there. We have a great episode lined up for you today.
3: Um,
0: and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Oh yeah, never do that.
3: Yeah, we should probably tell people to subscribe to the channel.
0: Yeah, I'm really bad at that. Um once we have Kelsey here.
3: Hey. She more, actually knows what she's doing. In a bigger capacity, like that's then the big she's going to help me
0: build up that YouTube channel cuz we've Dang not right given it enough love. We need to give it more love.
3: My brain goes too many weird places. Hers is on the show. So that's... Too many weird places. Yeah.
0: This is such an accurate description, Stephen. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, do you realize it's almost Christmas, everybody? What It's July. What the heck? It's July almost Leon Day first. What the heck? Guys, it's July first.
2: Jeff, it was already Leon Day.
1: July Oh, June twenty fifth. You remember when this whole Kevin thing would be started so in mad March? At you. Yeah, Kevin would be really mad at me. Very mad. Yeah, I'm used to Christmas in July. I was conflating those two
0: things. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That's valid.
0: Yeah, I think it's uh, it's it's just wild to see. I, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but I keep having this moment. Like, first of all, I was drinking at some point in the quarantine. Now that's even boring. I don't even do that. Um, and then I've kind of since realized that I'm allergic to wine, but, yeah. um, Kelsey keeps promising she's going to take me to buy sulfate free wine and mm-hmm. I'm going to try that. But, um, but I'm just kind of like, I keep wanting to uh, go see people, go do something. And then you're like, wah, wah. can't. Yes,
1: that's our world. I mean, Maria, you could consider doing some social distance, like, cele- like small groups, especially with your tennis court. It's not too hard for you guys to be around each other. Um,
0: Really, when Corona's exploding in our state, is this the moment to do that? Eh, Probably not. No, it's not. Now we're back to where we were. There was that window when we kind of were a little, right? Yeah. And now it's just back to... Back to the dungeon. Back to the dungeon. But I will say, everybody, we're all going through it together. and, um, And... We hopefully will come out the other side better and, um, and just try to keep consuming good content and, and good positive content. I think even Kevin has officially abandoned all of his content of the past and is, he's, you know, just watching history or, um, or he's actually listening to Beethoven or like classical music, which is so not Kevin. But he even sees that he needs it. So you're not alone. We're all in it together. And we'll continue to bring people here on this show that will help enlighten us and make us better. Because when you know better... You get better. Yes. You get better. All right. Let's go to our interview with Dr. Amanda Gummer. She's an author and a psychologist with over 20 years experience working with children and families. She's widely considered as the go-to expert on play, toys, and child development. She combines her theoretical knowledge with a refreshingly pragmatic approach to family life, and she's here to help us identify and maintain the positive benefits of quality time in quarantine dr gummer thank you so much for joining us all the way in the uk
4: hey, May. lovely to be here
0: what time is it there
4: uh it's just after seven in the evening
0: oh wonderful and uh how is the coronavirus in the uk
4: currently Um, tricky. I think we're on a bit of a a knife edge waiting to see what happens next because we're relaxing quite a lot of the restrictions, especially this weekend coming. And we're going to wait and see what happens to that. I think different people have different perspectives. So yeah, it's not it's not a fun time. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. How are you staying positive? If you are? How are you battling the highs and lows of quarantine as a psychologist and, uh, yeah
4: um I definitely keep the routine. I think having a structure to your day really, really helps, and um yeah personally i I practice the gratitude and I have two teenagers, so they keep me pretty grounded and I'm focusing on them, which gives me a sort of purpose and I think having a reason to get out of bed in the morning definitely is is important and and if you don't have one, find one I think that's the that would be the message
0: yeah um i think you know it's it's we were talking earlier about how quarantine in the beginning was kind of this novelty it was so exciting for a lot of people to get to be home with their families to do things that have never happened before right the world has never shut down we've never had this kind of time to spend with our families have dinner at home um you know kind of create your own schedule in a sense, um, because, you know, the world had to make adjustments and, you know, employers had to realize that people were having to homeschool their kids and work and, you know, do everything at once. So, um, it was, it was a novelty at first. And I remember speaking to a lot of my friends who were like, this is amazing. I'm actually loving it. And I haven't really taken people's temperature lately, but I just know from myself, I was one of those people in the beginning was like, Oh, I'm a homebody. This is great. I'm totally good. I don't have FOMO. I'm never running out because I need to, you know, go see what everybody else is doing. But even I am now antsy and uncomfortable
4: yeah, and I think especially if you have young children, I think the the novelty of not going to school has definitely worn off. We did some research recently that said that eighty percent of parents were struggling with ideas of of what to do with their kids. Now they, you know, the first flush of oh great, we get to do a treasure hunt, we get to do baking together, we get to do this, and, and sort of the obvious stuff um, worked for a while, and then now people are really struggling with ideas of keeping the kids entertained and ideally off the screens, which is why the, the genius of play play together campaign, I think is a really good initiative. So, um, that's on genius of Um, if you look at play today campaign, you get different ideas each day, a calendar, fantastic way to give parents that support in finding things because, um, you know, when do we ever have to entertain our kids 24 hours a day, seven days a week? It's just, you know, we don't, we're not used to it. Sounds
0: daunting to me um so is this like a website people go to play today
4: yeah so it's the genius of forward slash play today and there's a calendar of activities every day some experiments to help kids with sciencey stuff um things for all different ages and yeah it's a great initiative from the toy association
0: and so so you're hearing and your research is showing that parents are starting to get um maybe a little disenchanted by all of this now maybe
4: a little little weary yeah
0: how do you prevent that from getting worse like how do you prevent um yourself and your psyche from getting worse uh in this very challenging time
4: with all of these things prevention is better than cure so it's much better if you can start off i think One of the mistakes I've seen happen is people start off with, "Oh, this is amazing family time. We can do all of this stuff together. It's going to be great. We're going to," and it and it go. They go full pelt into perfect family life, Brady Bunch type stuff, and then that wears a bit thin. And I think setting reasonable expectations is is really important. Not expecting to be your child's entertainer for every waking moment is also important. Understanding the Benefits of giving your kids a balanced play diet and giving them opportunities to play on their own, opportunities to play um, creatively, to play competitively, to, be, um, to experiment, to learn, and do things with you as well as with their siblings or, or friends where they can. Um, and giving that mix also gives the parents a bit of a break as well. And I think one of the mistakes we make as parents is to think we have to be super mum or super dad and do it all for our children, actually, we need to let them find their own fun, find the things that they're interested in, and give them some space to do that, which also in our, in our benefit.
0: With summer upon us, friends, hair is going to be even more important. Yes, we've got humidity, we've got sun, we've got all kinds of things. And sometimes it's hard to find the right shampoo for your hair. Everyone's hair is so different, and there's no one-size-fits-all solution. That's why I love whey. They have different shampoos depending on your hair type. Want volume? Find hair and conditioner will give you that extra oomph you need. If you need some moisture and a little extra bounce, find your happy medium with medium shampoo and conditioner. And for my peeps with thick hair like me, give your hair the hydration it deserves with thick hair shampoo and conditioner. Plus, you guys already know, Way Carries, some of my favorite hair care products I use all the time, whether it's the leave-in conditioner, which is my go-to, or the hair oil, they give my hair this hydrating refresh all summer long. Wash your way to healthier hair. (laughs) See what I did there? With shampoos and conditioners made just for you. Go to the way. dot com. Use the code Heel Squad for fifteen percent off your entire purchase. That's the way.com. T H E O U A I dot com. Use the code heel squad. Your hair deserves it. It
4: gives us the, the time and the space for a bit of a breather. So I think that's definitely one of the, the key lessons. So
0: how do you um, approach screen time with kids and play?
4: So I have um, developed the concept of a balanced play diet in the same way that you um, balance a children's nutrition. You don't give them lots of chips and chocolate all the time. You you balance it out, and you have the superfoods. You have the superfoods of a play diet too. So active, imaginative, social, free, child-led play. Very difficult to get too much of because kids are learning so much when they're doing that. If they're outside playing with their friends, they're active, they're getting rid of energy, they're building their muscles, they're being fit and healthy, they're they're forging relationships, they're problem-solving, they're using their imagination. All of that really good stuff, very difficult to get too much of. And then the screen time is almost like the sweets and the treats of the play diet. So if it's passive, solitary, and sedentary, everybody needs a bit of downtime, everybody needs to be able to kick back and relax and not have to think too hard. And that's fine. But it shouldn't make up the majority of your play diet in the same way that chips and chocolate don't make up the majority of your nutritional diet. So when you put it in that framework, it's less um, dictatorial. We're not telling parents, oh, your child should only have 10 minutes of screen time a day or an hour of screen time a day or whatever. We're saying make sure they're getting the balance. So if they are able to do the creative, imaginative active stuff, and then they collapse on the, on the sofa in front of the telly for a while, or they want this their iPad or whatever, then that's fine. If what they're doing is all solitary, sedentary, and passive, you need to look at that and address it, because you're going to end up with the, the sort of developmental um, equivalent of childhood obesity, because they're not getting enough of the stimulating, developmentally beneficial stuff that's really going to help them thrive.
0: How do you explain to parents or guide parents through some of the guiltier moments in their day when they're having to shush the kids or they lose their patience with the kids? Um, You were saying earlier that you can't allow them to think that it's always going to be playtime and they have to rely on the parent for all of those moments. So how do you guide them through that?
4: Um, I think it's about communication. So depending on the age of the child, children are re- generally have a, an inbuilt sense of fairness and they understand that you have to work. And if you explain to them that you're now working from home rather than working in the office and rather than them going to school or childcare, they're at home as well. So you just need to find a way through it and you talk it through in an age appropriate way. You can have an amazingly productive conversation, set some roles and boundaries, and maybe you agree that, you know, they'll do some educational stuff in the morning while you and you'll supervise that while you're maybe some checking some emails or something and then they'll have lunch and then maybe you have a movie hour where you put them in front of a, a an age appropriate you know hopefully something stimulating screen time that they can then be, you you know that they're going to be then watching that and you reward them for being quiet whilst you then take a call or do some work and then after that you can spend some quality time making tea together or stuff like that so it's about Bringing the quality time into your everyday um, routines, but also setting some boundaries and and communicating with your children about the expectations and making sure that the kids know where where the boundaries are and that they they benefit the whole family benefits if everybody sticks to the rules.
0: Yeah, I wonder. Um, I mean, I I feel like I have that issue even with my my mom. Right, I'm I'm her caretaker, and if I'm having to. You know, mom, I'm on the phone. I can't talk right now. Give me a minute or whatever. Like, I feel so guilty. Uh, And
4: my kids always know to ask me for a biscuit if I'm on the phone because I'm just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: But there are a lot of things that the quarantine has served and, and given us that are positive. So how do we how do we hold on to the things that we really have grown to cherish in this quarantine?
4: I think it's um yeah I think this has been an amazing opportunity once you get past the the stress and strain of of the the pandemic and the economic implications and everything for those families that have been able to just reconnect and spend a bit more time together looking at how that feels cherishing that and making sure that you're putting stuff in place that can last so things like um a Friday film night or a you know cooking tea together every you know once or twice a week or um helping doing stuff in the garden or those kind of joint activities that have become a habit through necessity now can be continued as a, as a habit through choice when everything goes back to normal and whether that is even stuff like you know making your packed lunches together when you go when you're getting ready for school when that restarts and um you know just that communication those games that maybe you've played together as a family keeping a, a family game night anything that helps keep those bonds that I think have been strengthened and reconnected over the, the pandemic I think could be really really powerful and and for me the most important thing is being able to to know that the kids Feel grounded and safe because the anxiety levels, you know, in mental health issues in kids at the minute are are through the roof. And I think making sure that the kids feel safe and grounded, and that they belong in their family setting, they've got traditions, they've got routines, they've got things that they've got used to doing, habits that they they do that make them feel like they're part of that family. Keep that going, and I think that's a you know really positive, playful, fun way for the whole family to to thrive throughout. You know, from from coronavirus onwards really. Have you found, when you said mental health and
0: all of that is skyrocketing, you're finding that now because of quarantine or just in general it was?
4: There was a a growing trend before COVID-19 and I think that's been exacerbated by the issues around um, the the coronavirus, the lockdown. Um, Kids pick up on parents' worries. So parents worrying about losing their jobs and being ill and having ill family members and all of that kind of stuff kids pick up on all of that so yeah I think I think we're in for a bit of a rocky ride with certainly children and teenage mental health over the next few years.
0: So how do you guide your kids at different ages obviously um, through those anxieties and those you know kind of mental health challenges especially if they're newer um, without you know I, I feel like a certain amount of struggle is always you know helpful for growth too. Right. If we keep padding the walls and making everything perfect for kids, um, it's they don't
4: learn. Yeah, no, they don't learn the resilience, and that's so yeah. important. Helping kids develop resilience absolutely paramount in terms of giving them skills for life. So, yeah, you. It's all about communication, as far as I'm concerned, and age-appropriate communication. And I think one of the things that we, one of the mistakes we tend to make as parents, is to give our young children too much information, too much detail about stuff. Um, but then maybe not talk, not be open enough with our teenagers. So getting that right, I think, is is really key for, for positive mental health. But I, I have to say, I think play is the way forward. You know, when you're playing a game, you're focusing on the game. The worries of the day sort of disappear. You're all in it together. You're laughing. You're, you know, you're being silly together. You're having fun. You're relieving stress. You're creating bonds. You're creating memories and creating that play opportunities within your day is such a powerful way to provide children with the skills and the resources and the resilience to fight some of those mental health issues that, you know, coming down the track.
0: I agree. It's like, it's a form of meditation, right?
4: Yeah. I think the power of play is so undervalued and that's why, you know, the the genius of play campaign is such an important issue. Um, But I think, yeah, play, you know, whether it's a, a toddler playing to learn how to count or, Learn how to share, learn how to win well, learn how to problem solve, compromise, negotiate, all of those things. And when you've got an older child and a younger child, the older child learns leadership skills and the younger child learns to follow instructions. And, you know, it's just it's so it's so authentic, so natural and so powerful that I think. It should have a much bigger place in our education system, in our family lives and in society generally. I mean, I want to see streets being able to be closed so that kids can play in them. I want parks to be made, you know, a priority in any town planning. All of that stuff to encourage that playful approach. And I think a lot of the situations that we find ourselves in today wouldn't be half as bad if some of our politicians had played a little bit more as kids.
0: I love that. I, I believe in that because I know for myself as an adult, I need it. I need to play. And, you know, whether it's, you know, playing pickleball or um, charades or whatever, I know I need that in my life because it's the only thing that gets me to just let go of all of the worries and the concerns and the fears and, um, you know, meditation does too, but it's different when you get to get those adrenaline rushes and...
4: And that release when you when you laugh out loud, it's you know it's so fun. And the other thing that play does that I think in this social media world is so important is when you mess up. You know the whole point about play is being silly and making mistakes and, and falling over and, and picking yourself up and trying again. Kids are under so much pressure to be perfect.
0: bonus wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving so on top of all that they keep me feeling satisfied i'm energized while i'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today
4: minus the sweet chili perfect and the social media life is perfect you know instagram whatever and i think for kids to see parents Do things wrong, maybe lose a game, maybe make a mistake, whatever, and and learn how to apologize if they got it wrong or learn how to fix it or learn how to learn from their mistakes. Again, that's building that resilience, which is so important because that pressure on the kids to be perfect is one of the most toxic pressures, I think, facing kids today. So being able to, through play, learn to make mistakes and that that's normal and okay and you learn from them is a really powerful lesson. Yeah,
0: for sure. I was thinking yesterday, um, funny enough, a friend of mine was sending me all these really cool filters for Instagram and I started laughing because I said, you know, just a few years ago, there were so many celebrities who were attacking magazines for photoshopping them and making them look more perfect. And they were pushing back on magazines and now they're doing it themselves with Instagram. You're like, wait, what are we doing here? Yeah.
4: Yeah. No, absolutely. And I think that's play is so authentic. You, you know, you're there, you're in the moment, you're absorbed in what you're doing. Families are, you know, different generations, lots of different kids together. It's very real. And I think being able to help kids learn to differentiate between a real and a digital life, really important. Yeah. And I think the more of the real life you experience through play, the, the better equipped you are to recognise that the digital life is, you know, photoshopped or fake and and shouldn't be taken too um too seriously i guess
0: yeah what is your take on social media with kids
4: well all of the social media platforms should be 13 plus and i know that there are some safe spaces for kids to to engage but i also know that a lot of young children get onto social media and i worry because their social and emotional development isn't ready to handle some of the stuff that they see on social media and some of the comments that they would receive and all of that kind of stuff. So um, yeah, it's 13 plus for a reason. And I would encourage parents to, to stick to that. And if you are letting your kids go on it, make sure you're their friend, make sure you're seeing what they're doing because there's, there is, it's, it's a dangerous place out there and it's, and it's very unregulated and, and unknown as yet. So in the same way that, you know, you teach kids about stranger danger and you don't get in somebody's car and you don't tell somebody where you live, all of that stuff, applies and it applies just as much online so there's a sort of general parenting standards are the same whether you're digital or physical but just making sure that kids aren't substituting a real life for a digital one I think and the the older you can um, be when you start that or the longer you can put that off for kids the better I think
0: yeah what do you say to parents who don't feel like they're good at playing with their kids
4: I get this so much, so much. Um, lots of parents say to me, but how do I play with my kids? I'm worried about getting it wrong, or I don't like playing, I feel, it, I feel a fall. Or So there's so many different types of play. It's not, you know, if you don't like dressing up and pretending to be pirates, that's fine, play a board game. If you don't like playing board games, that's okay. Bake together with your kids, or go on a walk and, and do a scavenger hunt. It does, it's not about, play isn't one thing, it's about an attitude, and it's about, connecting and, and sharing fun positive experiences in a playful manner. so whether it's you know helping getting kids to help you pair the socks and play a game of match with the socks or you know catch with a, a ball of, of clothes or something you know any of that kind of stuff is all playful and it's it's about sort of switching your approach and, and changing play from being something that as a parent you are supposed to do it's on your it's a chore on your to-do list to being a way of life and a way of thinking of things. The Mary Poppins approach, you know, just making everything into a bit of a game, trying to make learning fun, trying to make chores fun, trying to make life fun. And that benefits the parents too.
0: Yeah.
1: Speaking of, you know, benefiting parents, Amanda, we've been talking a lot about playing with your kids, but you know, Maria's married without children. I'm married without children. And I'd have to imagine that play and fun is important in your intimate relationships as well, even as adults.
4: Sure. Play is important for everybody. The, um, I think it was Plato that said that you learn more about somebody in a, an hour of play than a lifetime of conversation. And I think Ooh, that's true. I love that. Yes, good, isn't it? Um, yeah. And then the other one is you don't stop playing because you grow old, you grow old because you stop playing. So, you know, keep the young, keep playful. It's, it's, it's that childlike wonder about the world and I wonder what happens if, and wouldn't it be fun if, and let's try this. And it's all that, it's that curiosity and it's that playfulness that I think keeps us young. So yeah, absolutely. I think adults should be playing as well. And I think the more adults play, the more children will play and the better the world will be.
0: I hundred percent agree. I love this. Dr. Gummer, thank you so much. I feel like, um, I feel like there was so many great takeaways in here, but just the importance of play it yeah. really is just like a magical thing for you for your kids. Um, I, I I have dogs, so I do it with my dogs, and dog. um, and I feel like um, I think it's something that we don't really talk about. I don't. I've never heard anybody talk about this actually.
4: Well, I can talk about it for for hours. So, uh, <laughs> and I, you know, if, if you are interested, that that website, thegeniusofplay.org, um, is a great place to start, and their their play today hub is is full of ideas. So anybody who is struggling with ideas on how to get more playful and, and and the benefits of play should check that out.
0: I love it. We're going to put that in the link uh, in the summary and a link. And then if you want more information on Dr. Gummer, you can go to Twitter, Dr. Amanda Gummer, G U M M E R. We'll put that link in the summary as well. Or um, you can uh, go to at good play guide on Instagram. You can get her books uh, Amanda's book play fun ways to help your child develop in the first five years is available on Amazon. Uh, or you can go to www.goodplayguide.com. Um, thank you so much, you. Dr. Gummer. Nice chatting with you.
4: Really nice to chat
0: to you too. We'll see soon. Um, tomorrow guys, we have a 4th of July special. Uh, my bestie Meredith is going to be back joining us with, um, world renowned restaurateur, chef mark murphy who you guys know is a judge on all 43 seasons they have 43 seasons
1: isn't that crazy
0: wait i don't understand that's like that's like how they do two a
1: year and it's been on since 2000 holy
0: moly chopped wow uh we're gonna do um a cooking demo tomorrow we haven't done a cooking segment in a long time so i'm really excited to do that i've missed it speaking of play and having fun um so yeah, now I know that I'm not a weirdo. I always want, like I used to host game nights all the time at my house and pickleball for everyone in the chat who's asking, um, which I feel like somebody going to be on chat duty. I don't know who, but, um,
3: we can start being on chat
0: duty. Okay, great. Um, pickleball is like tennis meets ping pong. It's so much fun. And uh, it is the fastest growing sport as well. Oh. Ooh. Ooh, yes. I've got some stats.
1: Do you feel like there's a social distance way the team could play pickleball one day after a show? <gasps> yes. Absolutely. That'd be really fun. Yeah. We could send the video to Dr. Gummer and say, look, we're practicing your research.
0: Yeah, exactly. But I think that was such a big um, takeaway for all of us. And especially in quarantine, um, when our mental health is being a little challenged, is is finding ways to play. Um, I know after this, I'm going to go outside. and I'm going to take my old citrus, not my fresh citrus, the old citrus that's on the ground and start throwing at them, at, throw them at you guys. I can't even talk. Throwing <laughs> them at you Perfect. guys. Dodgeball with the ready. citrus. I love that. But it's like rotten citrus. <gasps> oh. As
1: long as it's not the pomelos. Those will those leave marks. <laughs> Let's do the tangelos. I'll, I'll take <laughs> that.
0: Oh, my God. Anyway, thank you guys for joining us as always. Um, tomorrow we'll be cooking. Join us. Uh, in the meantime, follow us at Maria Menunos, at Stephen Lemieux Photo, at Jeff Crane Graham, at Kels, at K- Kels Meyer too. Hey, all right, cool. Uh, and remember, be nice people, make good choices, and play and be present. Well, that's it for today, Heel Squad. Before I let you go, I want to make sure you don't forget to take care of yourself today. I'll be making sure I'm not forgetting to get outside, do my meditations, and, of course, keep myself fueled with some sweet, chilly, wonderful pistachios. Wonderful pistachios, as you know, are my go-to when hunger strikes because they're one of the highest protein nuts providing all nine essential amino acids, and they're great for on-the-go snacking. So when you're ready to elevate your snacking game, visit wonderfulpistachios.com to grab a bag.